Hello, and welcome to the Naked Truth Teller podcast, where we share the naked truth of it all as we see it. I'm Chelsea, the daughter. And I'm Tara, the mom. We hope you've brought an open mind and your sense of humor. Get ready to feel seen, challenged, and if you're searching for truth, our hope is that you find yours while listening to us share ours, or at the very least, be entertained. We are so happy you're here and hope you enjoy this episode. Oh my goodness, you guys, I am so excited for today's episode because I know it is going to bless every single person who listens. We have a special guest today. She's a good friend of mine. Her name is Emily, and this woman is just remarkable. She's an amazing friend, an amazing daughter, sister, an amazing wife, a wonderful mother, and just has the most beautiful soul. When we first met, we were working alongside each other in a safe home for women who had survived sex trafficking. And I knew then that she was wise beyond her years and just special. And I'm so grateful that we built a friendship and continue to build upon that relationship. And I'm just, I'm really fortunate that she's in my life. And we are all fortunate that she joined mom and I for this discussion today about femininity. So you're welcome (laughs) and enjoy. Hello and welcome to another episode of Naked Truth Tellers. I'm Chelsea, the daughter. And I'm Tara, the mom. And I'm Emily, the friend. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, Emily, everybody. We are so happy to have you here with us. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes, of course. (laughs) And today we are stripping down the topic of femininity. And this is going to be such a good conversation. I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's one that... We need to be having, we need to be talking about this, especially at this time in our world. So Emily actually is the one who came up with our topic points and questions. And at first I was like, oh my goodness, (laughs) these questions are hard. I had to Google a lot. Of her questions. questions. Yeah. Who invited this girl? Oh, this girl is deep. I know she is, but um, (laughs) it's going to be really, really good. So I think we should just go ahead and get right into it. Okay. So first question for you ladies is what is femininity? Mom, do you want to kick it off? Oh my gosh. Oh, sure. (laughs) Make me start. (laughs) What is femininity? I, I wrote down a few things. Um, Someone who's nurturing, who's kind, a disciplined female, um, I think is the epitome of feminine. Mm-hmm. Um, a woman who respects and cares for her family is kind of what I kept coming back to her, mm-hmm. too. Um, I think she's a kind-spoken person. She's generous with her love and obviously has a strong spirituality. Um, that's kind of mm-hmm. my version of femininity mm-hmm. now there were some other things in our talking that I'm like yes so <laughs> yeah I, I want to hear Emily yeah we've been <laughs> before we started recording we've been talking for like I don't know half an hour and I was like shoot I should have been recording this whole time there was yeah. some like gems in that conversation yeah. so I told Emily she has to remember all of what she said so she can I'm not going yeah, to and re- <laughs> repeat it verbatim <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So do you want to go next, Chelsea, or Well, Emily? we don't have to, like, you yeah. know, one by one answer, of course. Right. But, um, yeah, I agree with, with that, Mom. Mm-hmm. I, when I think of femininity, I think of, too, like, just our innate desire to, like, want to have connection with other mm-hmm. people and just wanting to, yeah, have meaningful connection, you know, yeah. and not like that surface. Right. Like, we really want to provide, like, a safe space um, for others, whether it be like our home for like our husbands and our children or just like with our friends or even just like in conversation, like creating a safe space that you can like talk openly and honestly with each other. Um, and then also I think, yeah, we are naturally nurturers, of course. Um, I think we have, obviously we have a uterus to nurture our baby before they are born into the world. We have, did you just say that? Uterus. uterus. Okay, good. So, <laughs> to make sure on the right page. <laughs> Was that inappropriate, Mom? Nope. Okay. <laughs> we have breasts. Oh, okay. <laughs> Here we go. To provide milk. <laughs> but we support and we advocate for others. Yes. Um, and also, I think we are innately vulnerable. Oh man, yeah, and I hate that. Oh, it's a hard one. It is yeah. hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're sensitive. Yeah. And we are, I would say, um, emotionally intelligent. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. There you go. I like that. I keep saying we. I mean, to be feminine, I think, is to be, yeah, vulnerable and sensitive. And sometimes it's like just a quiet strength, you know. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily like out. It's like it's a different. It's a different kind of strength. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And lastly, I would say femininity is beauty. And I'm not mm-hmm. talking about necessarily outward beauty, but like that inward beauty. And again, just being like strong and um, bold and like mm-hmm. full of like joy and laughter, but also like having a like calm spirit and um, respect for others too. So I think that's beautiful. And yeah. uh, God-fearing also, mm-hmm. I think, goes along with that. So For sure. Yeah. Emily, any thoughts on yes. what is femininity to you? Um, so femininity to me, <clears throat> I think that... For me, I have to, like, feminine, the reason I kind of came up with this topic is because it's just kind of a theme that's been representing itself in my life recently. Mm-hmm. And um, so I feel like I've been understanding what that means a lot more recently, especially, like, you know, since I've, I you know, had a, I've been married for four years and have had a child two years ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I, when I think of femininity, it's like, I, I kind of go back to the beginning of Adam and Eve. And so when God created Adam, he saw that it was good. Mm-hmm. And then Adam needed a partner, a helper. Mm-hmm. So he took a rib and made Eve. Mm-hmm. And then creation was complete with Adam and Eve. And 
woman was made after man. You know, God created man first and Mm -hmm. then he created woman. And it's like woman was the masterpiece or it was the, it was the final touches of the masterpiece that is right. It's Mm -hmm. the completion of creation. Yeah. And I was like, wow, what if, I don't know. I, so then Eve, I think rejected her femininity by being disobedient to God when she took the apple. So, Part of femininity to me is obedience and humility because pride and disobedience were, you know, what caused the fall of man by a woman. Yes. And I think that a big fault that we kind of have today is that we forget about the other part of the story of of the history of the world. Right. When it comes to Eve caused the fall of man. Mm-hmm. Eve destroyed the world. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Yeah. And we forget about the second half, which is Mary, our the mother of our Lord. Right. With her humility, her meekness, and her obedience, she redeemed, she brought forth the redemption of the world by consenting to the Holy Spirit, conceiving mm-hmm. Jesus in her womb. Mm-hmm. And being the mother of G- of Christ, she she raised him. Mm-hmm. You know, when I when I think of like modern times, it's like she potty trained him. She yeah. taught him how to pray. She made sure he had his snacks and his food, and yeah. made sure you know all of these things that Christ and his humanness needed in order to survive. She provided that nurture for him. She reared him. She raised him up. Mm-hmm. For 30 years before she eventually said at the wedding of Cana, you know, these people are out of wine. Get them more wine, son. And he (laughs) said, you know, woman, it's not my time. And she said she told the servants do whatever he tells you. And then he turned the water into wine. So she started, you know, she helped push him into into, his ministry Mm -hmm. before he said it was going to be time for yeah, it yet. Yeah. yeah. So it's like that encouragement, that like gentle nudging, not like you better do this or else, son. <laughs> right. It wasn't like that. It was it was gentle nudging. So I think that femininity to me is obedience, mm-hmm. receptivity, humility, weakness. Um and all of the things that you said, too. <laughs> yeah. You used the word magical earlier. Yes, too. I did. I did because women's bodies are magical. The things that the things that we are able to do with our bodies, that God created our bodies to do by, you know, all of our most intimate parts are, are hidden within our bodies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we grow a child within our womb that for a period of the time, you can't see, you know, your little baby bump. Um for like most of your pregnancy, depending on, I mean, some show a little sooner. I definitely did, but, um, you know, <laughs> so cute. <laughs> so it's like, and angels can't even create human life like women yeah. can that, yeah. you know, and it's like, there is a cardinal. I can't exactly remember the quote. I should have, I knew I should have written it down, but <laughs> he, he basically says that it's like, um, you know, Women, when they are able to create life, 
are so close with God because no other creature is able to do that. You know, angels can't even do that. Yeah. Which is also a really, I think, hard for a lot of women nowadays because so many women are struggling with infertility. Mm-hmm. And you you hear the word mother and you think, well, what about me? Does that, am I less of a woman because of that? And it's like, yeah. of course not, because there are yeah. so many ways to to be a mother. I actually have a quote that is related to this, yeah. but this woman named Alice von Hildebrand, she's an author. She writes this book called The Privilege of Being a Woman, and it's so, so, so good. Mm. But um, her quote is, a woman by her very nature is maternal for every woman, whether married or unmarried, is called upon to be a biological psychological or spiritual mother she knows intuitively that to give to nurture to care for others to suffer with and for them for maternity implies suffering is infinitely more valuable in god's sight than to conquer nations and fly to the moon i love that's really good and it's like there are so many ways to be a mother um i just have to stop you one second because i even wrote down in here like um even if single or without children mm-hmm. or struggling with fertility, that you are no less of a woman. You are no less feminine mm-hmm. physically, physically right. and spiritually. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm, I want that quote. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. Yes. Yeah. There's, there's so many different ways to be a mother with, you know, the community that we have, um, which I think maybe goes into a topic that we'll be on. We'll, we'll be talking about later yeah. on, but just like, you know, so Yeah. Love it. Okay, on the topic of um, obedience, Mm -hmm. I'm going to skip around a little bit maybe, Mm -hmm. but how does the virtue of obedience make you feel when talking about inherent femininity, specifically in our marriages Mm -hmm. or or our relationship with God, Mm -hmm. Um, just that virtue of obedience? That's something I think that it's good to talk about and for anyone who's listening to really think about yeah definitely because I think people hear the word obedience and they think oppressed yes they Mm -hmm. think what a terrible thing to be obedient to my husband when actually it's a gift it is it is a gift and there's 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 freedom in that it's Mm -hmm. like um it's like when there are boundaries you know for example it's like when you have a child and you you set these boundaries that a bystander looking in may be like this is so strict why are you like why are you setting these so like so strict of boundaries mm-hmm. but it's like a child is going to push those boundaries no matter what no matter how close or far they're set so the closer yeah, you have them the easier it is for them to rebel because if your boundary is um, you have to be home by nine o'clock mm-hmm. or something like that, mm-hmm. and they're home at nine thirty, mm-hmm. it's like that is easier for the child to have that feeling of, you know, I'm rebelling, I'm finding my own. Yeah. As opposed to like if your boundary is, you can't have a boy spend the night and then you your kid has a boy <laughs> spend the night and then your kid gets pregnant. 
then yeah. it's like, you know, you're giving your child the freedom to rebel without going too far, too far off the edge. Yeah. And I think it's the same. It's the same with, with you know, with obedience. It's like there's there's freedom in I know what I'm supposed to do. And I choose this because I know that this is what's going to bring me and my husband closer together. It's going to create more harmony in our home and in our marriage. Mm-hmm. Which... Women have a lot of power when it comes to their marriage and their home life. Like, women set the tone for what their home culture is, Mm -hmm. especially a stay-at-home mom, because she's the one that's there every day making sure her kids are doing exactly how, exactly the rules that she's, you know, her and her husband have set together Mm -hmm. and, you know, following the rules and all of those things. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm kind of going no, but, here, but but no, but she is she's walking alongside her husband. She's right, nurturing him exactly, and her children. Right, and it and for me the the obedience to the husband is is challenging. It's it's a challenging it's challenging because it is. It's like well, I want to do what I want to do. Yeah, but it's like as a as a family community, it's not. Every man for himself here, right? Yeah. It's not individualistic. It's not my own happiness is what's most important. Right. It's right. like you have to consider everyone else's happiness too. Mm-hmm. And in doing that, like that makes you happy and fulfilled Right, exactly. Also. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. Tara, do you feel left out? Do you have anything to share? I just want to make sure. I called you Tara. The mom and I work together, and so sometimes I still call her Tara when we're not at work, and I don't like that. So I'm sorry. Mom, you're a mom. At work, she has to obey me. (laughs) I do, actually. Which is another part of obedience. It's not only obedient to your husband. husband. It's obedient to, like, all authority Right. Which again, it's like assuming, I'm assuming you are of goodwill and are not, you right. know, We're not causing Chelsea to yeah. do terrible things no. to the, right. yeah. your coworkers or, you know. Right. Yeah. We're not saying obey all men, period. Exactly. Yeah. Some it's, men are not living in the right way. Some men are, some right, are not right, good, right. you know. And, exactly. It's like, there's, there, there's definitely a balance of like, you know, you have to take your own mortal soul or immortal soul into account Account, here and like what's gonna most benefit that Mm -hmm. and you know Mm -hmm. life after death yes yeah Yeah. i thought obedience was the hard thing like i could yeah like mm, the hardest like i obey tony yeah i don't want but you certainly walk alongside dad yes Yes. and i mean we have definitely i've you know as you guys were talking about we've set up how we you have or life and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And of course, I follow that, and I get frustrated with him when he doesn't follow it. So mm-hmm. yeah. you know, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it's I agree ch- with all, all of that that you just said. So if we could just repeat that one more time, just kidding. <laughs> what <laughs> all we've done so far? <laughs> I'll be re-listening. You to agree this with one it? A lot. It's a challenge to live out sometimes. It is. Agree with it, it is. Which yeah. I think you know that's that's one that's okay because we're not perfect. It's not like, 
I think this is something that, you know, we all... Ongoing. Right. We all strive for. Mm -hmm. And when we are like, hey, I could have backed you up a little bit more in this situation. Mm -hmm. Like, let's figure out how I can back you up better the next time. The next time. You know? Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Is femininity something that is unique to being a woman? I think we kind of <laughs> yeah, touched on I this. Think, I but think yeah. definitely... Yes. yes. Not to say that there aren't characteristics of femininity that men have. Yeah. This doesn't come naturally for most yeah. men, mm -hmm. but they certainly can take on those roles mm -hmm. or characteristics, qualities, right. for sure. Mm -hmm. Agreed, Mom? Agreed. <laughs> Very much. So, okay, what is a woman and what does it mean to be a woman? Oh my goodness, like this, isn't this the biggest question in the world today? That it hardly really, anyone seems to be able to answer. so yeah. scared to touch it, obviously. Yeah. Biological female. Adult. <gasps> I think adult? that's a really adult. important part of Mature that is adult. an yes. adult biological female. Yes. Yes. Yep. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And why that is, is, could that ever be is. controversial? I don't know. It doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. So what does it mean? Well, we said what a woman is. We defined it. And then, like, what does it mean to be a woman? I think that's what we've been kind of yeah, I think talking all about the things all along. that we've, so, we've you know, mm -hmm. talked about. Um, has, how has modern feminism aided or hurt our femininity slash womanhood? I feel like there has not been... A lot of aid that modern femininity has given like women no I agree yeah because I have another quote yes <laughs> bring all the quotes from a woman named Carrie Grass who's also an author and like a blogger and she has written several books um one book that I really really liked is called um the anti-mary exposed it kind of talks about like anti-Christ versus like the anti-Mary oh. and uh, exposing the world of like toxic femininity oh, <laughs> and the wow. picture of it was a bunch of people at like the that the woman's march wearing those like pink hats oh. or whatever yes so um, but <laughs> she writes she is coming out with another book this August called I'm really excited to read this mm -hmm. the end of woman how smashing the patriarchy has destroyed us Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. she had kind of like was she was on this podcast that I was listening to. She was kind of talking about like what part of this book is about. How do we help women as women versus how do we help women become men? And I think that that is what modern feminism has really done. Is yeah. that it hasn't helped women in their womanhood. It's helped women be like men. And now... We're seeing repercussions of that with women's spaces being taken over by bi biological men. Yep. And when any woman pushes back on that, hate is just hate. thrown at them. Yeah, yeah, you're hateful. And it's you're like, and, yeah. so, I, you know, I think that when you say that the work of a mother, especially that stays at home and rears her children 
is unimportant work and she's better serving her family if she goes out into the workplace and it's like some people are like oh what a terrible thing to be a slave to a man in the home so it's better for you to be a slave to a man in the workplace for sure because Mm -hmm. most likely your boss maybe is a man Mm -hmm. most likely maybe a woman but still you're if you're a cog in the machine you're a slave to someone right so Personally, I would rather be a slave to my husband at home, and I am fine with saying that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a pretty big job. And I also, like, it it's not it's not like a slave ship, you know? No. It's not, it's like, I feel so fulfilled. way more fulfilled than I ever felt in any of my jobs. Mm-hmm. And I feel more happy about fulfilling this vocation as a mother and a stay-at-home mother yeah. than... Anything I could possibly doing, yeah, be doing. So there's nothing more important. Yeah, no. There's I think I think modern feminism today too is all about, um, well, not pursuing marriage, you know, staying unmarried and just like pursuing the highest not possible status yeah. that you're not having kids, right? No pursu- family, no family. Like if just, you do have kids, you don't need a husband. Absolutely not. If you're a man, you don't need a woman. Mm-hmm. Just adopt a child. Just there's a, no family. No. Family unit is not a priority. And just, like, the priority is to almost, like, try to, I think, like, step on men to get to where yeah. you want to be. Definitely. Just, to, just find, to attain, like, the highest status, whether it's in the workplace or otherwise. And, like, we deserve it. Whether or not we actually have done the work to deserve, mm-hmm. fill in the blank, right. we deserve it because of how, I don't know, I just, I feel like how women, like, we were oppressed at one time like we there are some women today or modern feminism today is all about like like we deserve everything because of what happened to women Mm -hmm. to us in the past you know what i mean plus we can do it all you can be the executive you can be the head of the company you can own the company you can have children and you can raise them perfectly and you can do it all because you are a woman Mm -hmm. right but that's not true yeah, I don't believe for a minute that something's not suffering. Something your kids are suffering. Yeah, and, and that's they don't also have a family, at, at, especially nowadays when it's like everything is so expensive, and mm-hmm. you know there are many reasons that a wife and a mother has to go to work. You yeah, know, absolutely. It's, like, it's not to okay. say that the only way to raise your kids right is to stay, is at, home. To stay at home because it's like it's it. it it can be challenging to do that nowadays. I, I do think that, you know, God honors those families who, you know, make that choice financially to have the husband be the sole breadwinner for the family. Mm-hmm. And um, this woman that I is, uh, is a blogger, um, her name is Layla, Layla Lawler. She's amazing. She has really good, like, just like housekeeping and discipline advice stuff like that Hmm. um she has like she has talked about um how like her experience of like one year they were making a very very small amount of money and she still didn't work and it's like you just have to kind of reevaluate your expenses right which is also hard to do nowadays because we're so rely like reliant on our technology and our streaming services and we couldn't bear to like give these things up for a period of time while we just can't afford it because 
mom's not working or something like that. Yeah. So, you know, that's, I think that you have to take into account what people's circumstances are. Yes. Too. But I think that it's like, you know, there are also lots of saints who are mothers who are working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they prioritize that's, that's what, their children yeah. over their work. They didn't they didn't say this isn't important work, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna let somebody else do this and I'm gonna serve other people elsewhere. They prioritize their children and their care for their children. And I think that's Absolutely. what mom maybe you were meaning, like yeah. are left out, but yeah, it's not that you can't work right and have right. a family yes. and and do and good in both areas mm-hmm. but when you realize that your family yes is suffering mm-hmm. and that should take priority when you realize that if you don't make a change there yeah that's where the problem lies and you right. can't do it all yeah. like something needs to give right because your family shouldn't yeah suffer yeah um anything else any other thoughts on how modern femininity or feminism today oh, has hurt us. I also, I more thoughts on that. Yeah. I think that the kind of going along with the um, modern femininity kind of outside of home life and like working life is mm-hmm. the sexual revolution that kind of went along with it. It's like, yeah, it is to me, it's not empowering to like, I, I feel like, if a woman is truly being honest with herself, the, like, the promiscuity and the kind of, like, flaunting of the beauty of her body mm-hmm. is not empowering. What's what's more empowering to me is, um, the, like, the feminine modesty, you know? It's like, like what we were saying earlier is, like, the most intimate parts of a woman's body are hidden. They're hidden inside our body. And yet here we are just like, here's everything. There's no mystery. There's no no magic. Mm -hmm. It's all there for you to see. And I think oftentimes, like in Emily and I, in our line of work, we used to work together. Mm -hmm. Like I think a lot of the time when you see promiscuity, that's because of hurt or pain and trying to actually like Mm -hmm. trauma and trying to you're actually probably putting up walls around your heart absolutely and acting out um in all kinds of ways one of them maybe being promiscuity and that just keeps you from having connection real connection with people absolutely and um opening your heart and finding peace and and love so Mm -hmm. yeah so i think yeah, a lot of the time we're avoiding hurt. We're acting like we're so free and we're so liberated right, by right. <laughs> actually you're you're going to take it from me. I might as well just give it up. If you're yeah. just going to take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually those those type of behaviors I think stem from a lot of hurt, a lot yeah. of trauma. Right. Mm-hmm. Which again, it like it it goes back to um, what we were talking about before we started <laughs> recording. Another another tidbit from that, but. Um, <laughs> Like, our naked bodies were made in the image and likeness of God. Yeah. And it's like, that, when a when a woman is, you know, flaunting her sexuality because she's been so hurt and traumatized by people who are supposed to protect her, mm-hmm. um, it, you know, it, it's like, it, it goes back to the man, too. It goes back to... 
like we have to see the dignity in ourselves because we're made in the image and likeness of God and the, the dignity of other people mm-hmm. because they are made in the image and likeness of God too. Right. right. And it's like clearly there are biological advantages that men have over women, which is most of them are stronger than us yeah. Yeah. physically and can overpower us. Mm-hmm. For sure. And it's like, that's a lot of, that is a lot of power to have too. That's Mm -hmm. with, Mm -hmm. that's a lot of responsibility. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think, you know, in general, most goodwilled men would, they have the instinct to protect as opposed to like destroy. Like here's this beautiful, delicate flower I'm going to protect that with my life yeah. as opposed to I'm going to yeah. take it in my hand and I'm going to squeeze, squeeze the ever-living daylights out of it. Mm-hmm. I think that is how most, you know, goodwilled men mm-hmm. feel. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like when we've experienced mm-hmm. something traumatic at the hand of a man, yeah. like so many of us... So many people lose the trust, lose the trust mm-hmm. and will even turn away from men completely. Absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And <clears throat> become angry mm-hmm. and become super defensive yeah. and close off our hearts completely to others. And yeah, it can go down a really dark path. Yeah. And um, even, I mean, I don't know if I want to say this, but I think like some women will even like, I don't know, like turn away from men in a way like they will take on more like masculine mm-hmm. traits Absolutely. themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Decide yeah, that for sure. they are not interested in men. Um, yeah, they don't need men. They don't need men no. at all. Or if I, if I look like a man, I won't be I'll have that power. objectified. It's about protecting yeah, yourself right. from that hurt exactly. that you've experienced right. in the yep. past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So, oh, that's just heartbreaking. And with feminism, I think, came a lot of women who, and promiscuity, weren't afraid and needed to not be afraid of, if they got pregnant, having an abortion. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And no That's matter what, I don't care. I mean, obviously, I, not obviously, but I've never had an abortion, but I believe 100%, no matter what, once you have it, I'm sure it hangs over you for the rest oh, of yeah. your life. Of course it does. I don't care how much you believe that it was needed and should have happened and mm-hmm. would not have been yeah. good to bring the child in. Whatever you're the mind, yourself. Yeah, you the know, mind has there. a really power, like it's very good at justifying and making you believe like it was the you're right not thing. affected by this. Mm-hmm. But it's it. like I've had people in my life who I, they're not in my life anymore, but who have experienced abortion and I think they would go to their grave saying this hasn't affected me, but yet I've been able to see the effect that it has had yeah, on yeah. them. Just like downward spiral with yeah. so many things. In other areas. Of yeah. Their other, yeah. Right. And it's like experiencing my own grief. Grief is a, very weird emotion it comes out in weird ways it comes it's in and out Mm -hmm. and it like hits you like a brick wall and like I said it comes out in different areas of your life and I think that that you know that is definitely true what you said 
And I think it's, I mean, I've been there before. It's easy to forget that God's going to be with us through all of those horrific times Mm -hmm. in our life. Mm -hmm. you know and it's easier to just put a wall up sometimes and to think that if we appear to be strong then like we're going to avoid hurt somehow you know but I think getting back to like the definition of femininity like being feminine is being able to feel all all feelings Mm -hmm. to express all feelings to receive feelings from other people to do all of that and in a healthy way like that's actual strength yeah you know that is being feminine yeah um I wrote down too that I think the goal initially with feminism was just to like empower women and to like promote like a mutual respect right between men and women Mm -hmm. and peace those were probably the kind people who thought the kind people maybe maybe not I think honestly across the board it wasn't the truth you don't think because I I I agree with you Tara I think that in that book that Carrie Gress wrote the Anna Mary Exposed yeah it's like she has this litany of so one of the women that she interviewed in that book was the sister of one of the women who kind of like spearheaded oh, the yeah. feminism movement in the sixties. Yeah. Kate, I can't remember her name, Kate mm-hmm. something, I think. And she had been which interesting fact is that the woman that Carrie interviewed, the sister of the lady um is catholic and her sister is obviously not or wasn't i don't know if she's still alive but um she so she had been to some of the meetings sure and there was like this litany that they would say and it but you read it and you're like this can't be real this can't be real But it's like, you know, what do we want to destroy the American family? How do we do that? By smashing the patriarchy. How do we do that? By promoting promiscuity, lesbianism, abortion, birth control. Man. So it's like, I I don't necessarily believe that the goal was to... Peace, find mutual respect. Yeah. I think the goal but us was little to... women out here in Iowa is just like, well, it's just about making us stronger and yeah. become more of one. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely what they want you to think because then that's you're what they want. Right? Board. It's, it's just know, like it's like it's false blindly. promises. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. It's, it's... that's disappointing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know. It just makes it makes you want to question everything. It does, you know, but you need to. Which you should. People yeah, need you to. Questioning things are good. It's good to find the truth. The truth is important. It's important. Mm-hmm. It's just so sad. I don't know. It just seems like today, like women feel like they need to just. But like, I, I think that I think that there. It's like more women are waking up to this. They're yeah. waking up to the fact that. You know, I, and I have, you know, I have friends who would call themselves like progressive modern feminists mm-hmm. and they would not say like, what do we want to do? Destroy the American family. Right. You know, they, yeah. they would probably look at me and be that. like, you're fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, yeah. it's like, I think that it's, it's just one of those things where it's like, this is this may have been the intention of the people who started it, but it may not necessarily be the intention of everyone who's following it. Right. Yeah. Again, because it's like like what we were talking about with, um, you know, like having children undergo like yeah. trans transitioning surgeries and surgery. stuff like yeah. that. It's like 
I think that to, you know, to most people, you'd be like, that's horrible. Yeah. But I think that people who are kind of in the throes of like that mindset are like, I genuinely want to protect kids from suicide. And this is what people are telling me that if I don't go through with this or don't, you know, let children go through with this, they'll kill themselves. Right. And I don't want that. No. Right. I don't want that. Nobody wants that. No, of course. People want their children to be happy and healthy. And mm-hmm. when you're being told this is what's going to make your child happy and healthy, you're most parents would be like, do it, whatever yes, it takes. Whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But again, it's it's the questioning. You have we have to get to the truth of it all, and not be afraid to question those in a place of authority, exactly. power, because yes. they have MD behind their name, whatever. You know. Right. It's like look at their motivation. What is their motivation? Yeah. You know. And what is? Oh, we're so quick to forget the truth, mm-hmm. and like what God intended for all of us. Mm-hmm. Like we're so quick to lose sight of that. It's. Absolutely. But it's easy to manipulate people and parents who are so, like, they're in such a terrible spot and their child is in some sort of pain. Yeah. Like you said earlier, some of these medical professionals will play on those emotions. Yeah, Mm -hmm, for sure. Mm -hmm. And I think there are a lot of women who who are waking up to, like, the biological men in women's bathrooms and locker rooms watching us get, like, that's not... No, it. that's not, not it. That's mm-hmm. not what feminism is no, supposed no. to be. No, no, definitely not. And no. then a lot of people are waking up to that. So <sighs> I think, I think at least, yeah. And men in women's jails, prisons, who are getting women oh, pregnant. Yes, oh, yes. My God. It's like yes. hello. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People aren't thinking. They're not thinking it all the way through. No, nope. it sounds good on the surface, but they're not thinking. They're not. They need to take through. a deeper look. A much deeper look. Yeah. Yeah. Does our individualistic culture hinder our femininity? Does it help prepare young girls for womanhood? Our individualistic culture? I would say yes. Yeah, I would say. It's everywhere. Like, mm-hmm. like music and TV and mm-hmm. media. Movies spills over into our relationships. We're yeah. doing a huge disservice across the board yeah. to young girls, to children. Right. There's... I just remember how we used to so love, like, as you were growing up and it was a dancer, mm-hmm. my favorite thing, one of my favorite things was we would watch the opening act on any of the award shows because they usually had great music, great dancer, and we were excited. Mm. To yeah. See it. And halftime of the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> Now, yeah. I mean, I haven't watched those shows for years. Me neither. No. The halftime of the Super Bowl went down a while ago. Like, it's mm-hmm. now I would not be proud to watch that with, with my your child. child. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, yeah. it, it was about entertainment and the great, great costumes and the wonderful dance. And mm-hmm. Yeah, the skill. And now that. it just feels very frightening. Yeah. It's, I, I think that. Yes, our individualistic kind of mentality culture definitely hinders mm-hmm. uh, our femininity, and it does not prepare young women, young girls for womanhood. Um, you know, sex is it's something good. God created it to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, he created it to like. It's supposed to be 
like God should be a part of your sex life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that sounds weird, but no. it's like um it's a it's a reflection of you know God's divine love for for us. Mm-hmm. And if you want to know what is sacred, look at what is most attacked. And I think that sex is That's definitely good. Um, Whoa. one Whoa. of those things. Yeah. That Say is, that again. <laughs> I did not come up with this. If myself, you want to so know, don't give me credit. If, if you, you want, want to know what is sacred, look at what is most attacked. Okay. Oh yeah. Wow. I think I read that from an author named. I did not come with that. I cannot coin that as my as mine as much as I would like to. But very good. Sex is one of those things, you know, in pretty much all respects. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's like with the, with h- how much access a young child has to social media, social media, you know, the, the music videos that are like, mm-hmm. it's basically pornography, even yeah. just pornography yeah. easy access in ever. their pocket, yeah. a world of different even things, Disney. even Disney, Disney yeah. even Disney movies, Sitcoms. right. You know, we're not we're not allowing our children to be children anymore. First of all, we're robbing them of their creativity and their and their like ability to learn and think for themselves. Yeah. Um because I don't even know why to be honest because everybody else in their class has a cell phone. I I don't know why a 6-year-old needs a cell phone. Yeah. Or why even a 12-year-old boy needs a cell phone. In the classroom. In the classroom. And nobody Teacher can Teacher is lecturing anymore. and the cell phone <laughs> is in front of them at their desk. I don't... Insane. Yeah. And it's like... You know, you're... It's... You're... It's like... For me, I see it as like... You give a 12-year-old methamphetamine. What is the rest of his life going to be like? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You allow your child to have access to a, a cell phone mm-hmm. or social media. Mm-hmm. How is that going to affect the rest mm-hmm. of their life? I think mm-hmm. that's still something that we're kind of seeing the results of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and but we're we're also we're just not quite there yet. Because no, because we think it's okay for there to be drag performances in kindergarten <laughs> at the library. Yeah. No, we want to. I mean, there is pornography in the schools. These some of yeah. these books that have just been discussed. Yeah. At, mm-hmm. at the Capitol in the last few weeks are they're they're it's porn. Yeah, for sure. Right. I can't and even breathe. Elementary when I look schools. At them. I'm like I. I can't believe this was put in front of one of my grandkids. Like I can't, mm-hmm. I can't believe. Yeah, yeah. And because the book in its whole is good and has the a good story, is, right? And that right. is not that doesn't help a young girl no. prepare no. for life as a woman. Mm-mm. It no. doesn't, you know, it doesn't teach her how to use her femininity, her God-given femininity, to help her community. Mm-hmm make the world better, love her family and her community. Yeah. It it's it's incredibly isolating. Incredibly isolating. And, and, and the lack of social skills that teenagers have nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um 
It's like I watched this documentary called Childhood 2.0 and I found it really interesting because it interviewed parents and their children like separately mm-hmm. and um the parents they were the, they were asking their parents you know they were probably 30s 40s and their mm-hmm. kids kind of varied from like you know 7 or 8 to 15 16 17 okay um they asked their parents, like, what did you do when you were kids? And they were like, oh, we played outside, you know, come home when the street lights went on, mm-hmm. you know, outside, unsupervised. Mm-hmm. Then they asked their children, like, their children were like, we can't have sleepovers. We can't, like, I can't go to my friend's house and spend the night because mm-hmm. it's too dangerous. I can't walk down the street yeah. to a restaurant with my friends because it's too dangerous. And mm. the they, question was posed to their parents, like, are your kids safer online or outside? And they That's were like, oh, they are way safer at home in their room <laughs> scrolling the internet than they are walking down the street. And it's uh, like... No. Oh, no. Wow. <clears throat> that is interesting. Very interesting. So it's like... Kind people, of got off the people, topic. Well, no, there, but, but on the surface, I'd kind of say that too. On the surface, yeah, which is the problem. Yeah. People are not taking it. They're just not aware. They're not taking the time to really find out what is available for their kids, what their mm-hmm. kids are doing. Mm-hmm. They're not yeah. monitoring. Right. <laughs> it's so scary. It's and so even scary. like even even a parent who like spends a good deal of their time you know, putting up those safeguards to make sure that their children are safe online, there there are still ways to like bypass those oh, yeah. safeguards. Yeah. Kids even are so parents smart. Who, yeah, even parents who like, you know, set up all the passcodes and do all the things, it's like I also think a lot of times parents it's easier to just let them mm-hmm. you know have a screen in front of their Right. Face. At least I know they're in their room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're, they're not outside safe. being kidnapped. Yeah. Because it takes some more effort, maybe creativity to do things mm-hmm. outside of the house these days. I, I guess I understand that to a point, but that's what you should be yeah. doing as a parent. Absolutely. Yeah. I was going to say too, I think like the goal in culture right now is to over-sexualize the children yeah. at, as early as possible. Mm-hmm. And their whole identity is based on their on, on sex, on their mm-hmm. sexual yeah. orientation mm-hmm. and, um, and how, how twisted is that? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. very disordered. Um, elementary school, disordered. making these decisions. <laughs> uh, yeah, in elementary school. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, it's like goodness. just, they, none of them care about they that. Really it's don't. like they really don't care, no. you know? It's like, sure, I in fourth grade, I had like crushes on boys, but it didn't mean anything. No. It didn't mean anything. Yeah. No. If it's you were like, going with someone, it just meant you talked to them at school. It didn't mean you even you passed, them on the phone. You we passed notes. Phone you did the notes. It's a lot later. Yeah. <laughs> What does restored femininity look like in your life? Restored. And Emily wrote here in parentheses, like how we spread beauty, how we use our voice, how we carry ourselves, how we present ourselves, how we nurture our relationships. How do, or what does restored femininity look like for you, for us? I mean, I think just having these conversations, Mm -hmm. you know, is huge. Just like speaking truth. And then living it out. Mm-hmm. I think that's you what and I do yeah. a lot at work. I think we, we try to provide safe spaces for mm-hmm. our coworkers, and mm-hmm. yeah, 
it's a place that they can just come and vent or, but not, I mean, not hours at a time. <laughs> Got to have a little, some boundaries here. <laughs> yeah. my boss is listening. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> just a place sometimes, uh, and whether it's their personal life or their whatever, like they know they can just come in and shed a tear for a minute and go back out into the work world. Like it's just... Oh, Not necessarily intermingling with us, but our area is a safe area. Yeah, they can We're just come in judge. and just sit and yeah. not speak. Yeah. Make a cup of tea and just sit there for five minutes. Sometimes you just need fine. to go and shed mm-hmm. a tear and yeah. go back out into the world. Yeah, yeah. And they know that they can do that for themselves. So what about you, Emily? What does restored femininity look like for you? <laughs> well, I definitely have my own like areas in yeah. which I feel like I could embrace my my femininity a little bit more. Most of yeah. them are just, you know, virtues that I kind of struggle with. Patience, humility, weakness. I think weakness is also one of those that when people hear it, they think, oh, how terrible to be weak. Oh, yeah. Especially but, in the feminine movement. Yeah, oh, yeah. for sure. For sure. <laughs> and it's not, it's like not even necessarily like weakness as a physical Right. thing but it's like kind of with with humility you know it's like weakness is a good thing you know um the beatitudes it's like the the meek will inherit the earth and it's like embracing that you know small people did really great things in the in the history of the world um one of one of the greatest saints, Saint Teresa of the Child Jesus, um, Saint Teresa of Lisieux. She was like she had her little way, which is you know a very common thing. A lot of Catholics know about like her little way because it was like very. It was small things, very small things that it's like you know recognizing our own inability to like grow in virtue or um, just like be a decent human being, I guess. Okay, it's yeah. like, you know, we need the grace of God mm-hmm. and his help and his strength in order to love people the way that we should mm-hmm. and love as Christ loved us, which is, which is, you know, ultimately the calling of all Christians is to sacrifice yourself for another person yeah, and not even just your family, you know, Christ died for his enemies too. Right. So I think, you know, those are, those are some areas that I could, you know, use some restoring, mm-hmm. um, well, patience for sure. I'm like so impatient. I think um, <laughs> it's that's a really hard one for me. Um, mm-hmm. And I think like when also talking about like restoring femininity in in our culture too, I think that um, we need to. Uh, Kind of have a conversion of sorts, you know. We need to see abortion for what it really is. Yeah. We need to see, um, uh, our bodies as as gifts, you know, yeah. something to be cherished and loved and respected, as opposed to 
you know, flaunted and objectified. And um, we need to, you know, embrace the, um, like, the humility and the obedience, like we were talking about before. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, men and women were meant to be, like, counterparts to each other. Mm -hmm. And it takes, you know, it, it takes... A good-willed man and a good-willed woman in order to make that happen. Mm -hmm. And so that's, you know, that's something that it's like, this isn't necessarily something that women alone can fix. Although I think that, like what we were talking about, maybe before we started recording, how much power a woman actually has in her home and in her community. She sets the tone for her family culture. I mean, find me a man who would not do anything his wife asks him to. Now, note that I said asks and not nags him <laughs> yeah, to. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's, the, that's the a key gentle thing. persuasion. You know, yeah. it's like we we have, have that in our realize. femininity, that gentle persuade, that gentleness, that persuasion, that nudging, like Mary mm-hmm. at the wedding of Canna, do whatever he tells you. Yeah. Like we have the ability <clears throat> to be so honest mm-hmm. and have the ability to hold people accountable mm-hmm. ourselves, but to do it in a way with such like compassion. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us stray away from doing that because we're so afraid to hurt feelings mm-hmm. or for relationships to um, fall apart or for sure. someone to distance themselves. Yeah. But who are we helping that mm-hmm. person? Are we really nurturing them right. in that relationship? Mm-hmm. Is that good for us, mm-hmm. you know, so I think that's something that I've always, something that I'm constantly practicing yeah. and can always do better at, you know, being honest, having difficult conversations and doing so in a kind, nurturing way. And that mm-hmm. is a gift that yeah, we yeah, all sure. have mm-hmm. and can be hugely powerful and impactful, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Let's see here. How can you open the door to the Holy Spirit to use your gifts, not just as your own talents, but to help build his kingdom of love? And again, I would say like just having more of these open and honest, (laughs) (laughs) having more of these open and honest conversations and just setting the example for others, for children. Mm -hmm. Um, seeking ways to help others. And I kind of was just sharing this, um, just advocating for others and speaking truth, even when it's hard. Usually that's when it's really important mm-hmm. and necessary. Yeah. Yeah. So don't shy away from that. Any other thoughts? Well, I know that like just in meeting Emily today, for me for the first time, yeah. and talking before we started, um, and, and Chelsea is saying this all the time, live in your truth, know your truth. And I think in trying to research and ask questions, I mean, what I learned from Emily in just this short amount of time is that all the answers are right there in the Bible. This has all happened. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's all there. Like, yeah. the whole purpose, why it started, how it started. Like, mm-hmm. um, and I got this Bible journal, journal, and I've been doing it at night before bed. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm definitely going to get more into it because, and I'll be listening to this podcast over and over. (laughs) Cause it's like, you don't like, it's not Google. 
that you need to research. No. Yes. <laughs> right there. And, you know, like in the Bible, like the whole story mm-hmm. is how things started and why. And so I think that's pretty impressive. So mm-hmm. I'm excited for that. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Uh-huh. That's good. So Emily has <laughs> helped me empower my femininity. That's good. awesome. That's awesome. Um, what? Oh, sorry, Emily, I didn't allow you to oh, respond. That's okay. <laughs> um, that's okay. So rude. I think for me is self, just like self-knowledge. Um, yeah. It, I feel like I am not the kind of per like, I don't, like, hear the, I can't, it's hard for me to, like, name, these are the things that I'm really good at. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Do you want me to name? Yeah, we can list them right now. Please, that would. Oh my gosh. That's so <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> um, no, rain your compliments, on me, please. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so I, I feel like just like the self knowledge of what those talents are, so that like, mm-hmm. in a with a spirit of humility, I can fully embrace those and you know, and even like, even if it's just, I feel like, you know, we, a lot of us have the desire to like get on top of the rooftops and just like shout the truth, (laughs) which is like, there are definitely people who are called to that. I, Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm one of those people. I mean, I, I feel so grateful to be on this podcast and like talk about this stuff because, um, it's Maybe important not from to the talk about, but from here in the yeah, right. And room, I right? think that you can do like yeah. you can do so much by just living out the truth and um, in your own community. Mm-hmm. And I think so. I think for me that, that you know that's a way that I can let you know open the door to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And kind of you know, I this past year I've kind of I feel like my relationship with the Holy Spirit has grown because I've kind of started to understand the Holy Spirit's role Mm -hmm. in the Trinity and in my own life. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like just, you know, embracing that and, um, you know, allowing the Holy Spirit to, you know, use those gifts to bring glory and honor to, to God. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Perfectly said. Yeah. (laughs) Perfectly said. Well, to wrap this up, ladies, um, are there any other virtues that you think are necessary for restored femininity in our souls or society or any other last words of wisdom, ideas, thoughts, concerns? I think Tony's going to be really excited when I get home and he finds out I'm going to be obedient. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) He will be so excited. (laughs) Wait till he hears this podcast. He'll be so glad he listened. Did you hear what that Emily said to her? That she said you need Aren't to obey me. Going to be obedient. But you also have to remind him that you know he's got to. He's got be, a he, Yeah, he's got a lot of responsibility yeah. in having you be obedient to him. I he can't just be asking you to just yeah. go and do anything. Yeah. He might. He might say just leave things as they are. <laughs> <laughs> Um, for me, like just in summary is that, um, we should define ourselves as God does 
mm-hmm. period. Yeah. Yeah. Not as society or media or whatever is popular today. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be proud to be feminine. Be proud. It is a gift. It is magical, as mm-hmm. Emily said. Yeah. And yeah. I'm so grateful for this discussion today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too, for sure. Yeah, it's been fun. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yes, I'm so it's glad. It's a dream come true. <laughs> Mom, did you hear that? I love that. We're yeah. making dreams come true dreams over here. Come true. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's an honor, really. Thank you, Emily. I love you. Love you too. That brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for joining our chat today. To connect with us on social media, you can find us on Instagram at Naked Truth Tellers. We welcome any and all feedback there. To listen to any of our episodes, we are on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. Just search for Naked Truth Tellers. Thanks again for joining us. And until next time, stay true to you. Bye.